What's up, everyone? It's your girl, Rena Love. It's another episode of Unapologetic Woman of Color. Um, it is... That's well, pretty late. It's like 10.30, I think, on a Tuesday. Um, it is cold outside. Girl, I feel like we skipped fall and went right into, you know, winter. It's like 47 degrees outside right now, so... Um, you know, here I was complaining like all summer long and I thought, man, I can't wait for fall to happen so I can just enjoy myself. And I feel like fall probably lasted maybe three days. <laughs> um, anyhow, so, yep, winter is coming. Uh, anyhow, um, today was the last day to register to vote to get your mail in, to register by mail. So if you register today, then you could have had your uh, ballot mailed to your house and then avoid, you know, the long lines at some of the polling stations. However, there are, you know, you can still register to vote. It's just that you'll have to, you know, on election day, you'll have to go in person and and cast your ballot, which honestly, to tell you the truth, like I don't mind the mail-in ballots. It may, it, it is very easy, but there's just something about, you know, going in person into a polling station and, you know, and having other people see you, like you're all looking at each other like, yeah, that's right. I'm here, you know, doing my civic duty. <laughs> you know, there's just something that's very, um, very American about that. Very, you know, you're a part of democracy, you know, and you're a part of, uh, I mean, I know our country is a republic and we vote in, uh, you know, people to represent us, but you know, it's, we're going in as we're, this is our, our civic duty. And, and I love that feeling. And then you walk out and you get this sticker, I voted sticker, and you get to go and, you know, walk into your workplace or home and be like, yep, I voted. I'm pretty cool. You know, it's just, there's just something about being part of that process. Now, mind you, Utah last vote, last election that we had, Utah ranked 39th, um, as, uh, for voter turnout. That's how low our voter turnout was. But given that this is a midterm elections, which is so crazy because usually midterm elections are not that, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, get people excited, you know, for when it's midterm elections, because usually you'll see like a high turnout when it's like a presidential election. But this is a very crucial, crucial election. We are talking about changing quite possibly uh, the house. And oh man, I tell you, if every single millennial voted, we could also change the Senate. We could take back the house and the Senate and we could start the impeachment proceedings and get that piece of crap out of the white house. And, you know, I'm sorry. I know I'm not, even, no, I'm not going to even apologize. I'm, un- I'm unapologetic. <laughs> I if you don't, if you don't like my my ideals, you know, and and and, and uh, my um, beliefs on uh, my belief system, you might want to check out of this podcast because I'm as le- I'm pretty far left. I actually, you know, identify as a democratic socialist. You know, I'm somebody who believes that the tax dollars that we put in should be used to invest back to the people you know right now we our biggest when you look at our our national budget like a big chunk of our our money our money goes 
to the military and not even just not even to the military personnel it goes to to government it's our government contracts with like boeing and uh, right off the top of my head i can't even think um crap it'll come to me we contract with all of these different companies to make like our our you know our war machines and you know we just dumped another i think it was like 700 million dollars into the military budget and they didn't even ask for it you know and i in my heart and my heart and soul like i yes i do believe we should have a strong military but we also need to have a strong uh a, a very strong people we need to be investing in our people we should be providing access to you know and i don't mean free healthcare it should be the, we shouldn't have to worry about how we're going to pay for healthcare the money that we pay into the system should be we should be available medicare for all should be available for all we should be able to have not to have to worry about you know how are we going to keep healthy like do i have enough money do i have enough do i have enough coverage to go and and get myself checked or do i just need to skip this out you know do i need to just not worry about this like we shouldn't have to worry about those things like we should be investing in our people it's the people that make america great and i'm sorry like ta- giving tax cut to the rich it is not what makes america great it makes them great but it forgets about all of the little guys like me like you right so yeah i think t- paying taxes is very important but those tax dollars how are they being how are they being used how are they being budgeted how is it being how are we budgeting our dollars are we budgeting based on our values we should be investing in tuition free colleges we i mean these are these are things that this is how we invest in our people we make sure that they're healthy we make sure that they are educated so that we can compete compete on a global level so that we're constantly putting america at the top of the at the top of the list but guess what we're not we we rank considerably low when it comes to education we rank considerably low when it comes to infant mortality we rank considerable very low when it comes to access to quality health care we there are two things that we rank at the top that's the military and um uh, mass incarceration we are number one and that is something i am not proud of i am not proud that we continue to lock up the members of our country citizens of our country without putting together a solution to get to the core root of the problem and that pisses me off and that's that's what i'm saying if we were to invest in our people i I'll tell you what, you will see a drop in the crime rate. You will see a drop in the homelessness. You will see a drop in, in addiction. You will see it because we're investing in a, in a better quality of life, in a better, healthier quality of, quality of everything, life, health care, education. And it doesn't even have to be a formal, it doesn't even have to be like your, you know, your standard, um, education you could go and take go to a trade school do what makes you happy but just make sure that you're you're constantly not just giving back to your family 
you know, but get, I mean, when you give back to your family, you're giving back to your community. When you're giving back to your community, you're giving back to to your state. When you're giving back to your state, you're giving back to your country. And that is how you make your country great again. The government owes us because we pay into the we pay into the system. We pay into the system so the system can run smoothly to benefit us. We live in this country and when we pay taxes, we are basically in a silent contract saying we will invest in the country because we believe the country will have invested us. But the country has continued to fail us over and over again. We have mounting student loan, student debt. We have millennials with, with degrees that can't even use them. We talk about, you know, that our job numbers are looking good, but guess what? The wages are stagnant. So we have a bunch of really, you know, we have a bunch of jobs, but people are not making a livable wage. People are not making a sustainable wage. I'm unable, people are unable to sustain themselves with the money that they're making at these jobs. You know, you've got like this huge wage gap between the CEOs and the people who are at the ground doing all the work to make his money. There's there's definitely a huge class warfare going on right now. It's not even about the right and left, but yet the I'll tell you what, the people at the top, they they've used racism as a means, as a tool to divide us, to divide when truly what it what it really is is a class warfare. And they've convinced people, oh, well, they made that money. Well, you know what? Let me tell you. We that aren't rich have made contributions throughout our lifetime. And the expectation is that the con- that the investment needs to come back into our communities. That's the only way that this country is going to be great again. Seriously. Um, so today was, you know, the last day to, to register for mailing ballots, but you still can vote. You can still register up until I think the 30th. And then you could go, excuse me, I didn't mean to y'all like that. And then, uh, you know, go in person on the 3rd and vote. Today, I got to listen to um, the two candidates running to take over Senator Orrin Hatch's position, uh, Mitt Romney and Jenny Wilson. And uh, it was really good. It was, a, it, was a, it was a pretty decent debate. You could definitely tell who's the more seasoned de- debater. And that would have been, and then you, you can guess, it was, um, uh, gosh, Mitt Romney. You know, he's run for senator several times. He's he was run for governor and, and became governor. He's run for president a couple of times. Like he is a seasoned uh, uh, candidate in, on that level. Jen, Jenny Wilson looked a little nervous, but all her answers were exactly, you know, what I was looking for, except the presentation was just, and I don't blame her. I mean, she, it's her first time battling it out with somebody who who's a household name. Everyone knows Mitt Romney, you know. And in Utah, even though he's not from Utah, he's like... He's he's LDS. He's white. He's male. He's as he as he's as Utah as you can possibly get without being born here. But you know, he of course delivered like a pro, like somebody who's done this so many times. And Jenny has some great answers. I I I hope that people can see through her nervousness and really listen to the answers and what it is she brings to the table. And I would love to see her win, but you know she's trailing big time in the poll polls and Mitt is just a likable guy by many even my own Pacific Islander community which is ah, you know really sad because this guy he his his stance on um, immigration is just not one that I'm down for and I'm also not down for the fact that he 
Well, I mean, he's Republican. He's going to totally support his Republican president. But I know deep down inside he's got beef, but he's got to remain very cool and play the, his cards right. Anyways, the the next, uh, we've got another debate coming up, and it's going to be between uh, Mayor, Salt Lake County Mayor Ben McAdams, and he'll be debating against uh, Congresswoman Mia Love. So that'll be very interesting. That's going to be on Monday the 15th. I can't wait to watch that because now these two are both seasoned. They both know how to battle this out, you know, in front of a in front of an audience and, and both in their respective uh, uh, podiums because, you know, Ben McAdams has been a, as a Salt Lake County mayor for a while now. He He's done this. He knows. Mia Love has been congresswoman for a while now. So it'll be very, this will be a good one to watch. Um, I honestly wish that I would have seen, if I were the party chair, I would have, you know, because Ben McAdams lives in, I think, CD3. And he... Um, Somehow he was able to get, I think he's got like an apartment or something. He's got residence over in CD4 and was able to go, you know, run against Mia Love. And I honestly think, and Mia Love is a black woman. So she's the first black congresswoman from Utah. And it would have, I would have rather had seen Ben McAdams, who is a white LDS male and a Democrat. I would have rather seen him run against Chris Stewart because I really believe he could have easily picked up that seat. That would have been two white men going against each other. And, you know, I really think that uh, Ben McAdams would have performed very well. And then my candidate, who is Darlene McDonald, is another black woman who's a Democrat and smart as you know what. And it would have been an epic battle to see two black women, very, you know, uh, very intelligent, uh, Darlene, and then Mia Love, just who's got, who's got some years under her belt to just battle that out. But it didn't work out that way. So I I think the polls show them neck and neck. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I can't wait for the debate, man. Can't wait. But um, yeah, please look. I, I know that we had general conference this past weekend, and this is the first time that I've kind of uh, that I've missed it, and then just kind of caught up with it after the fact, and. Because I just, you know, I, I had some, it's weird because I have issues with like the general authority, but I absolutely love my little ward that my, you know, I, I don't really go to church on, I don't go to church because I, I work on the weekends, but my grandkids go. So I have, you know, I love my little ward, but I have issue with, with the leaders at the top and the fact that, you know, they would ask, um, uh, people to take a 10 day fast on, on on social media when this is one of the most critical times and social media is you know I know it has it's, it has its its downs but it also has its ups one of those ups is that it is a crucial time in in politics right now and voting is just around the corner and candidates social media is a powerful tool that tool that candidates use and just and, and organizations use to get out their message, you know, to, you know, we've got the four ballots that are going to be on, we've got the four propositions that are going to be on the ballot. You know, we've got question one, which has to do with the gas high, tax hike. We've got um, the gas tax. We've got proposition number two, which has to do with, you know, the um, the proposition of uh, legalization of medical cannabis and proposition number three, which is the expansion of Medicaid and proposition number four, which is about mapping, gerrymandering, you know, and putting in place uh, uh, independent committee to, to draw up the maps. So 
these, you know, and then we've got all the candidates. Every, these, every single one of these candidates and organizations use social media as a tool. And this is, but then again, I, I was, you know, people are saying, well, they never gave it a time frame. So a lot of women are, and are opting to take their fast after elections, which thank goodness, because we have, we actually have a record number of women running for office this year. And I would love to see more women up in that leadership position. I'm sorry. I'm not about, you know, oh, it has to be all men. I'm That's not me because I, I recognize in me my own strength. And I know I've worked with so many other women who are strong, powerful leaders, you know, and I honestly give women four years to run this country and see what happens. Be fixing everything, you know, fix the, the debt the national debt and the deficit be, you know, making, uh, uh, creating bridges and, and healthy relationships across the globe. <laughs> Poverty would come to an end. Everyone would have healthcare. I mean, we just, you know, that's just me. I think women just are very nurturing by nature. You know, we, we don't have like that, uh, linear, uh, view. Like we look at everything, you know what I mean? And, and uh, yeah, there's a record number of women running right now. And I would love to see. Look, let me tell you something. This is who I'm endorsing uh, as candidates. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be voting for uh, Sheriff Rosie Rivera, who's running who, to be he's she's being up for reelection as sheriff. And I'd love to see her because, you know, she's got some amazing plans in place. And she is a woman of color and she definitely represents a community that has been that has been, uh, you know, disproportionately affected by our criminal justice system. Who better than somebody like her in that position to make sure and to establish fairness, equality, equity, right? So please vote for her because the other guy, all he wants to do is increase jail bids. We've been doing that. What we need to do is get to the core issue. We need to get to the core issue of why it is, you know, we we have such a, a large number of people that are being incarcerated. And I'll tell you what, most of them are either because they're homeless, they have drug addiction, or they just have mental health issues. You do That's not how you treat those things. All that does is make the situation worse. And she has... She has a plan and her plan is to tackle these very core issues and to not, not just increase jail beds, but increase the scope of, of providing therapy and real solutions uh, and programs to help these situations. So I'm definitely endorsing uh, Rosie Rivera. I'm also endorsing and voting for uh, Jenny Wilson because I think Jenny Wilson will do an amazing job. She's going to, I love the fact that she said, you know, I want to go break up the, the, the good old boys club. Please, please, somebody, holy hell, break up the boys, good old boys club. I'm so freaking tired of men always, you know, trying to run everything when and not get, you know, and not having equal say with the female counterpart, you know. And so I think... For me, diversity is very important, and I and I mean, especially ethnic diversity. But when I see gender diversity as well, I mean that's that's important, right? Like what I can't remember her name. She ran for Congress, in uh, gosh, it's gonna come to me. One of the one of the most powerful statements that she made was, 
the people that are closest to the pain should be closest to the power. I, I can't I can't agree enough with that. I just can't agree enough with this because this is a true, true statement. You know what? I've seen too many for far too long because I'm really involved in the whole political scene. For too long, I've seen so many people fight and pretend like they're part of the community and they go out and reach and shake hands with everybody because they're trying to get votes. But as soon as they get elected, then they they get real comfortable in the White Tower and they forget to come down and touch ground and remember and talk to the people they are supposed to represent. So, you know, I it would just be nice to see... Um, Jenny, it would just be nice to see Jenny in that spot. You know, I mean, the polls aren't aren't looking pretty, but, you know, she would make an amazing uh, senator. Um, I'm also um, supporting, I endorse Monica Zolta, Zoltansky. She's uh, running as a write-in candidate for Senate District 9 out in Sandy. The person that she's running against, I do not want him in that seat. It needs to be Monica this woman is hardcore. She works hard. She's tough as nails. And she has a proven track record of mobilizing people and fundraising. I absolutely love her. So she's somebody that I totally endorse. Uh, Dr. Gallagher, who's out in the rural, like, part, kind of in the, on the, towards the, the rural area. And she's somebody that she's a doctor. And uh, she is completely all about women's rights, about creating, like, um, uh, health facilities in, in areas that are very, in very rural areas that don't have access to these types of facilities and these types of resources. And I, that's something that I really like about her. Um, I'm going to list a bunch of people as a private citizen, not, this is me taking off my, my, uh, nonprofit hat and putting on my private citizen hat. I'm going to list the people that I support. You don't have to follow them. You don't have to support them. But these are the people that I think will do an amazing job and especially put in place policy that have huge impacts on communities of color. So if you have not registered, please register. I can't. This is your home. You have a right in how this, how your city, your state, your country is governed. And you exercise that right by voting. Voting is a two-step process. Number one, register to vote. Number two, vote. That's it. In between those two times, do your homework. Find out what the issues are. Be involved. Have a say in how your city is treated, how your community is run, how you how your rights are being exercised are being affected. That's your responsibility. That's what you owe your your family your kids, your parents, your grandparents. That is your responsibility. Anyways, um, look, I, I, I've had a lot of people talk to me about uh, General Conference, right? And, you know, I'm not even going to bring that up right now because like I said, I have issue with the people up at the top, but I absolutely love like the wards. The wards for me represent like that grassroots granular level, right? That's where all the work is getting done. That's where the bishopric and his counselors and the Relief Society and her counselors and the young women uh, president and her counselors and the young men and president and his counselors and the primary president and 
her or his counselors, that's where they're doing all the nitty gritty, right? And they're the ones that are out there keeping the wards together, keeping the members together, making sure that the members are okay, that they're doing fine. That I don't have an issue. I absolutely love my little, my little ward is Midvale 14th. I love it because my grandkids, they have made their own decision. They, they, they decided this on their own, that they wanted to go to church. And I was like, let's do it. So every Sunday before I, you know, my, my cousin comes and picks them up and takes them, you know, to church while I go to work. And then uh, they're getting baptized next Saturday. That was their choice. Um, and they treat, they have been nothing but kind to my grandkids. They have welcomed them with open arms. Even me, when I, even me, somebody who doesn't go in every so often, like when I do show up, they're so kind to me. They're, you know, they're loving and they're just excited to see me. It, it's, it's at the top where I have a serious issue, right? Um, but, you know, it's not my religion, you know, uh, and we're just not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> That's a touchy, touchy, touchy issue. Um, it has it has been a tough few months for me financially and i just got offered a tentative offer for a job that you know it's based on my background so i'm hoping and praying that my background passes because you know i was kind of a wild child back in the day so you know but i've been good for a while now and uh, i'm praying that i get it because it'll be very helpful for me and my family but Oh my gosh, I'm so, you know what, yeah, so wish me luck, cross cross your fingers, pray for me, and wish me luck, um, but lately I've been like, I tried to dye my own hair, this has absolutely nothing with politics, but, well, it could if I wanted it to, but I, you know, my grades are kicking in like crazy, and so I went, and I got, like, first I got this dye, and it looked really cool, because it was like blonde, and you could put in like streaks in your hair, and I'm like, yeah, let me try it. And I had my daughter come do it. <laughs> it was terrible, man. I washed it. I fell asleep. And when I woke up, it was like I had this blonde patch right in the smack, you know, smack in the middle of my head. And then like on the sides, I looked like, you know, the Eddie Munster, how he had those or the the grandpa, grandpa, whatever the hell his name is. And he had the white stripes. I was like, oh, my gosh. So then I had to rush back to the store and get the dark dye and dye my hair back to, you know, kind of a nor- more normal, manageable color. But in the process, like, I hella burned my scalp and his. And I think the dye is making my whole body freaking itch. For, like, the last three days, I have been so itchy. And I, um, I, w- I went to, uh, I went, uh, we had some Benadryl here and I took, like, two of them. It wasn't even working. I took three and I knocked out. I I don't even the house could have burned down around me and I wouldn't have felt I I would have died in the house sleeping peacefully. Anyways, so that's what I'm up to. <laughs> if you're if you're used to dyeing your hair, go you know, cool, go for it. But if you've never dyed your own hair, I would suggest you like be really, really careful because I that's the first time I've ever tried to dye my own hair. Usually I have a I have a person that I go to, but Man, it's getting hella expensive and money is tight. <laughs> Anyhow, look, voting, election day is just around the corner. How do you, ask yourself, how do you see your community? How do you see your country, your state, your little city? 
how your place in this world how do you want to be perceived how do you see your role your your community's role in our in this in in this place you know and do your homework and find out whose values align with yours and then vote accordingly but just vote please utah was ranked 39th in voter turnout we we have 50 states and we ranked 39th that's so damn bad so register to vote do the homework and then vote that's all i got for you guys man i am going to try to watch my recorded um episodes of the voice and i'm gonna take my melatonin that thing works so well i'm telling you i anyone who knows me knows i have a hard time sleeping and james went and picked up some melatonin and i took some i couldn't sleep last night i didn't go to sleep till like 3 30 and the only reason why i went to sleep is because i was getting tired of staying awake and i grabbed a, a melatonin pill and i was out i was so out that i woke up and i had a like my right eye ha- had like a big old puffy bag. <laughs> Anyhow, I love you guys. You know, me being out here in the community and doing this type of work really is because I absolutely love my community. Because I want my community to be aware of their rights. I want my community to my community to understand their role in in the city, state, and country and the world that they live in. And I don't ever want anyone to take away your rights. I want you guys to exercise it. I want you to live the best life possible and with the highest degree of quality. So love, do you, be you, love you. And that's it from your girl Rita Love with Unapologetic Woman of Color.